Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I am Charles McFall. Rock Gotta Podcasting here with another great show. This show, the Rock Gotta Podcasting, is AMA, Ask Me Anything, meets Kevin Smith's storytelling style a little less vulgarity than he has, a little more energy, and I have been described for a very long time as an energy drink for breakfast with a side of punch in the face, and what that means, I'm just going to bring you hard energy, high truth, and sometimes I'll reverse that and be high truth and hard energy, who knows, but I have got the ever-wonderful Mike Woodard here, producer at large, riding along as always, and sir, there has been a question submitted, actually I think I put this one out, What what is the question for today? Well, what it is, Charles, is uh, in in one of the last few episodes, you referenced a phrase. Um, I think you phrased it "living free," and and you know you'll you'll hear Charles go, "Oh, hey, I just had an idea, Mike. Let's come back to that." Well, so this is the first time we're actually going to do that. So, what did you mean by that? What? Give me some context on it. Uh, what does it mean to live free or living free or it just what the hell were you talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's the perfect setup because uh, Mike even asked me in trying to set this show up. He's like, I, I need some context so I can phrase the question. I'm like, nope, you know what? The way you just asked it about, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. That's the perfect thing because it's hard to just come up with random context. So, man, living free is such a hard concept, but it's to describe, but it, it is the way I, I try to live. It's free of guilt, free of caring about other people's random bs it's it's free of worry free of everything and it might sound like i'm taking it down a different path i don't know but here's the thing i'm gonna start with one level of freedom for me one level of freedom is money and i've always said all along here's a story actually i don't know if i've ever really told this story but always between the ages of 10 and 13 I had this epiphany. I had a couple of things happen to me when I was young. Um, of of yeah, I, I, <laughs> I told my wife this, and she digs it, but I don't know if she understands. It. I don't know if I understand it. But I had a dream uh, of her at one point. I mean, I had this very vivid dream uh, being when I was a young kid of of looking, you know, this as in a hospital setting, and this random stuff was going on in this hospital setting. And and I can't remember the details, like any good dream, right? You don't really remember the details. It just kind of blurs and things go. And even years later, it doesn't really stick with you. And you might not even remember you had it. But this one, the reason I remember is I was in this hospital, there's a baby being born and we named it something weird. And then I'm leaving going down the hall. And then what changed was all of a sudden is I'm at this door and it became this moment that wasn't mine. And I'm I'm looking at this beautiful woman, and you know, and doing what I never do, you know, ever, even as a teenager, or as a young man, or or even before my, my wife, 
uh, you know, did the whole TV thing looking head to toe. And I could see every detail on her except her face. And but there was dark, gorgeous hair, and it was just you know blue shirt and a skirt and and all this stuff. And and, and it, I remember waking up going, "What the hell was that?" Because it was totally different than anything I'd ever experienced. And I wrote it off, whatever. Because I was, I think, at 16, 15, 16, 17 at the time. Well, when I'm twenty three years old, twenty two years old, I meet Erin. And the first day that I meet her is she's I saw her kind of excuse me, I saw her kind of walking across the. Parking lot. Now, at the time, I'm an EMT. Okay, I, 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 that's emergency medical technician. I work on an ambulance, and I'm at the hospital. And the hospital, especially during the day, is full of older people. People who are you know not my age. Usually older at the time, older than me. I've always, until I hit like 30, I was always the baby in the group. And even now, I mean, if you look around with some of the people I work with, I'm one of the younger people. I, I don't know why that is. It just is. And so I'm not used to having people my age, especially then when I was tw- in my early 20s around and here comes this young lady across the parking lot and we're going into the hospital to pick up somebody and we went in and we came back out and we went to get her stretcher and she had gotten to the door by that point and she held the door and in that moment I looked her up and down which is something I'd never ever ever do I mean it's just I, I don't know why I just felt shy or whatever maybe I felt like it was disrespectful but it was it was it didn't hit me immediately I mean something hit me then but I went until later I went that was the dream because she was wearing the blue shirt and the skirt and had the dark hair. And, and it got me, what it did was not that, Oh, deja vu. Oh, it's destiny, which maybe destiny is the right word. I don't know. But what it did was get me past this crippling embarrassment of myself that I had. That I could not talk to girls that I thought were cute or I liked. I just couldn't do it. And it helped me get past that because I'm doing all these things out of character anyway. So things like that have happened to me in my life. But early on, even before that, the first thing I can remember is I just had this moment of clarity. I want to say I was 12 years old. And you got to understand the house I was raised in. I was a preacher's kid. And man, my mom took humility to a whole new level. She was so proud of being humble. It's not even funny. (laughs) Uh, But it was just beaten into me and beaten into me in a way of I felt worthless right? Humility was not, hey, be awesome at what you do, but be cool about it. Humility was you're worthless. And or at least that's the message I received, whether that's in, what was intended to be taught, who knows, but that's the message I received. And I just, this moment hit me of, I'm destined to be great. And I just, I just brought that to her saying, look, I, I don't know what this means. I don't know why I feel this way, but it, it's not a moment of, I'm going to be a great rock and roll star. Ah! You know, you know it's a really calm moment in a chaotic childhood that I just went, I'm, I am destined for greatness. I can just see it. I mean, I can see being on the stage in front of people. I can see being able to handle things, being one of those people that has a message to carry and fills arenas and all this other stuff. And it's not like worship me or, Oh, I'm, it knows this. It was just a thing. It was just a thing. And she didn't know how to do that either, so she kind of just ignored it, and it stuck with me for the rest of my life. And I actually had something to base it on then. Eve, also, when I was eight years old, I was on TV for the first time. Uh, Fox had become a new affiliate-type network at the time. This is back in the mid-'80s. And CBS, NBC, ABC were the three big ones. And Fox was trying to be an up-and-comer, and they had a local affiliate. I was homeschooled. 
and they were doing a piece on homeschooling and they had an adult on there and myself on there uh, to be interviewed. And I carried the interview and I wish, I mean, I wish we had tape from it. I mean, that's back in the VHS days before people really had VHS. I mean, it was, you had to be special to have it. And the reason we had it was my dad worked at the church and they were afraid somebody's going to steal it. So he was able to bring it home each week um, to protect it basically. So we had VHS in the house and, you know, so I, I, I never worried about the lights. I didn't worry about the camera. I didn't worry about the question. I just talked. Go figure. At eight years old, I just talked. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I was destined to be the rock out of podcasting. So that whole greatness thing has always stuck with me. And every situation I've gone into, and one day we'll talk about instinct because I don't have a lot of time today. I definitely want to get the story out and be respectful of, of Mike's time. But, uh, Anytime I walked into a situation where I thought it would set me off, right? I'm trying to push this music. And I go to a concert I want to go to anyway. But I might get to meet a band, so I brought some CDs with me. Or uh, one place in, in particular, at one time I was trying to do Christian music. That's what I grew up with was the church. And Christian music sucks. It, it just blows. Any decent Christian artist ultimately leaves Christian music to do pop music, secular music, as the church calls it. And I wanted to change that. I wanted to be the Metallica of Christian music because Metallica was badass. And there was nothing even near that in Christian music. Um, just for the record, a band called Red came along in the mid-90s or late-90s, early-2000s. Kick ass. Red is an amazing Christian band. I'm not sure if they're still on a Christian label anymore, to be honest with you. But if they are, they're one of the few because they are amazing. Anyway. I wanted to change Christian music. So I... I I had a band and I was working on all these horrible songs and, and always uh, Mordant from success freaks and what a relief podcast. He's always called me my spirit animal as the bumblebee. And he says, you know, physics say, and I don't know how much this is true, but he said, physics say that bumblebees can't fly and yet they fly all the time. And, and I just blew him away every time he's like, you can't, you can't. And he sees me do it. It's like, what? And I'm like, I never think about can That's the dumbest fucking thing to ever think about. You don't, why would you ever think about can't? You just do. And if they're, if it doesn't work, you just do differently. That's, that's how I roll. That's how I've rolled for as long as I can remember. And man, I could go off on so many random stories, but I do. So he's called me the bumblebee because I fly, even though I'm not supposed to, or I don't know I can't fly. I, he says it much more eloquently than I'm repeating it here. And that was my thing, even though. I was actually really, I mean, you can go back. I have some of the old CDs. Okay, I actually just looked on my computer. I think they're on my table behind me. I actually physically have the CDs like right here of, of one of my old music projects. And it's 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 got roughness to it. There are some things in there that, that could be good with the right work, with the right skill, whatever. But it's, it's, it's not good, okay? It, I would not call it great music at the time, especially. But I never realize that I never held that I never owned that I just took it because I live free I live ignorant if you want to say that I am the bumblebee that flies and I don't know why because my entire life I have been surrounded by a culture and a society and individual people that all believe and you can't that can never happen oh you you want to be in a band do you know how many millions of garage bands that are out there and only like three make it Oh, you want to you wanna do this? You know how many people can't do that? It doesn't happen? 
oh, you need to go to college and get a, a sheep degree. You need to go be like everybody else because that's the only way to succeed. You can't quit your job. You won't get another job. But, you know, I've, I've been okay. It, it, th- I believe I'm a visionary now. I believe that I am 5'10", sometimes more years out than the people around me. But I never understood that about myself. I mean, that's the kind of people like Steve Jobs and Jim Henson, Oprah Winfrey. You think Oprah Winfrey, when she was going through the horrors of her childhood, she ever didn't believe that she was going to do something different? Do you believe that when... Do you think it was Oprah Winfrey that when she came up in the 70s and 80s on TV when when sexual harassment was okay and that's how you made your your bones is is sleeping with the men to get and no woman could do anything and she as far as I know she didn't sleep her way to the top as far as I know she stuck to who she was and now she's a huge media mogul and doing more and more each day visionary man people who who don't believe and i can't people who live free who go you know what for whatever reason that doesn't stick to me well while i did take messages to heart of i'm worthless and i had to get past a lot of that it never touched on the stuff i did it's weird man it's so weird that like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do this and nope you know and and somebody might say, but you can't do that. I just wouldn't even hear them. And I'd go do it. And they'd be like, how the hell did you do that? I don't understand. Like, I, you just do it. Just, just go. I always, I always, I, I said this for a long time. I'm always a living legend everywhere I work, everywhere I work, everywhere I do anything. I become a legend and it gets old, honestly, a little bit. Fortunately in podcasting, I'm surrounded or at least find people who are like me and push forward. And while, yeah, I believe I'm going to be up there with the big names we referenced, like Kevin Smith and, and Jim Henson and, and that kind of thing, because that's who I believe I am. I also have peers and equals for the first time ever when I, I entered podcasting. People who are just as visionary, who are just as we can, we just do as I am. And it, it's amazing to be around those people because before podcasting, it was literally I'd go into a job. Um, one of my f- early jobs I had was working at Chick-fil-A. And I was just out of year of college. And I came in and I wanted to be a manager. I wanted to go into management. I've always been good at telling people what to do. <laughs> it's been one of my skills. And so I went in and interviewed for it. And they said, well, we don't really have an assistant manager open now. You're too qualified for anything else. But here's the plans that we have. If you stick with it, we'll work with bumping you up. I'm like, sure. All right. And instantly, without having the pay or the the responsibility or the power, I absolutely led that place and became the kind of guy that you tell stories about. And that's happened everywhere, everywhere I go very quickly because I just do. I just figure out things. All of a sudden, I, you know, when a legend is something that's bigger than itself, right? It's not factual. It's not this is how it went down. It becomes bigger and bigger. And everywhere I've ever worked has, has worked that way. How does that play into living free? Because without restrictions, if I can't, you just do. I'm going to get back to money here in a second. I want to get back to a story I was telling. So in the music, what killed my music, what instinct, instinct plays into living free. Because every time I've tried to do something that I thought 
would kick off my career. I thought would blow me up, right? I just knew it. I it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't because I get afraid, and that has been my key to going. Oh, this isn't right because every time that has been amazing and been right, it's been easy, and I just walk right into it, and I'm ready to go. And usually, I'm five steps ahead of it. And the case in point was I took my music to a third day signing. Third day is one of the other only uh, only other Christian bands that I enjoy. I believe they're still on a Christian label. Uh, they I love Mac Powell's voice and his style of writing, and their words are very good. Words are very important. That's why Christian music sucks mostly. I mean, the music is white bread, middle America bullshit. But their words in Christian music are horrible. I am not going to listen to something that says. I'm worthless anymore. I'm not going to listen to something that says I'm anything but great. You know, and with Mac Powell and Third Day, their words are very powerful and very freeing, very lifting for for the most part. I don't I haven't memorized every lyric of every song, but for a while there I was a huge fan, so I did have a lot of their lyrics in my head and it's good stuff. So anyway, I went to get a signature from them, which I do did get, but I took my CD and my plan was to say, hey, and I already talked about it with my wife. You know, we didn't have kids at the time, and we really didn't have the money for this. We went, hey, can I take you know, 100, 150 bucks and take these guys to dinner and pick their brain about the music industry and get some feedback? And, and she reluctantly said yes. And so I'm there armed with, and I, I can talk to people, man. You've heard the show. You've, if you've ever met me for five minutes, you know I can talk to people without fear, without repercussions, without worrying about it. I met, I think her name is Jennifer. Uh, I honestly sorry, forget and I regret that. But I'm hanging out with Jay Soderberg, and we're leaving the conference on the last day. And he's going to go with me to, to get a souvenir from my wife. And he goes, hey, I want to ask. I think her name is Jennifer something real quick. And so he goes up and is talking to her, and I'm letting talk. Then they incorporate me in the conversation. So I introduce myself. She introduces herself. And we're just talking. We're people, and we're connecting on this higher professional level and just really connecting as people. turns out she's the host of Congressional Dish, which is this huge show that's blowing up and, and doing amazing things. Like, oh, so I love that. I love meeting you as a person and talking to you and then finding out you're a big shot. And which she, she you know, I'm not a big shot. So, you know, and we had fun with it. But that's my thing. Is she she is pretty high up on the podcasting food chain, from what I understand. I can talk to people. But I get in this line, and I wait an hour, and I'm going through the line. Everybody's getting stuff signed, and I'm getting stuff signed. And I'm talking to the first guy. like, oh, this is cool because I brought a set of bongos. That meant something to me, and I'll tell that story maybe sometimes later. no big deal. But they're like, that's the coolest thing. We've never seen anything like this. This is so cool. Like, what's the story? And I tell them the story because I'm trying to get to the lead singer. So not to be rude, but these guys don't matter. Right. In, in my vision, in my my this is going to launch my career thing, which is a total wrong point of view. And I, I learned that But I get to Mac Powell and I lock up. I mean, I can't say anything. It just everything in me screamed. This is wrong. I didn't tell him I had a band. I didn't hand him the CD that was uh, in my pocket or my hand. I can't remember where it was. I uh, He just signed things and, and I was like, hey, and I look him in the eye and I'm just terrified to say anything and I move on. And I, I, at the moment, I didn't, it's one of the first moments I hit like that. I didn't understand why I hit it. So I actually went to talk to their manager and he was like, nope, no, it's not gonna happen. No, you know, we appreciate it. But they just got back from tour and he was really nice about it, but he shut me down and I was like, damn it. I should have just asked him, but years and years I'm pondering on this. And this is what I've learned in living free. When you live free, everything's easy. 
That doesn't mean there's no hard work. Don't get me wrong. Plenty of hard work, plenty of blood, sweat, and tears. But it's easy. Like if you're in line at, at McDonald's, and what do you have today? You can pretty much easily pick out what you're going to have. Have no fear, no instinctual panic, no nothing. That's what living free. Now, that's a very simplistic view, but that's what living free is. So I then learned later on, okay, if me, who can, t- I can get on TV at eight years old and talk to an adult and carry the conversation impressively from everything that's been told to me. Again, I don't wish I had video. I don't have video of it. By, by, by the way, if you're an archivist or you're some kind of digger or somehow have connections, it was on the Fox affiliate in Albany, Georgia. Not, not Albany, New York, but Albany, Georgia. <laughs> That's how he said it. Albany. Uh, back in the early 80s, if I was around eight years old, I was born in 1977, so you're talking about 85, somewhere in there, 86. Early on in Fox's career, you know, dig that up. That'd be amazing. We'd love you a long time. <laughs> uh but if I can do that, right, and I, I, there's been so many times I've been put on the spot in front of people, and I just speak, and I can't speak one-to-one, then now I've learned that's, that's the, the, I'm doing the wrong thing. And that's the universe and myself coming together to say, stop, this isn't going to work. You're, you know it's not going to work, or you wouldn't be feeling this way. This is the wrong thing. So I took that, and I ran with it, and I got bigger and bigger. And I did have a poor mentality for a long time. And I can't mentality when it came to money and tight fisted learned so many lessons, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We'll get there. But what I've really truly learned is money is freedom for me. That's not true for everybody else. Just like I can drink alcohol. Yeah. I can, I can partake in some, some vices and the next day I'm fine. I can do without, but some people can't. So for me, it is fine. Money well, I've had to learn a lot of lessons on how to manage it because, you know, if you, as a kid, you're just given freedom. You run around and you'll trash the place and you'll do stupid stuff because you have zero concept of how to preserve that freedom. And I believe that because I, I believe in the, the truth that money is freedom. And in order to do what I'm going to do and that I'm destined for greatness and changing the world and to touch the world, I need to make a lot of money to be able to do that. I need to have a lot of freedom. I need to be able to be untethered. To a place that, oh, no, I can't today. I have to go make this money to pay my bills. But, you know, next week, next week we'll get there. I need to be able to fly. In order to do so, you have to have that freedom, that safety, that security that gives you freedom. And that's money. And, man, I got to tell you, my wife is the same way. And it's so good that even, even, and we're coming down to living free. And being free. And this is just part of all these stories are just parts of it. You know, getting your instinct and understanding money lets you breathe, man. And if you, yeah, if you want money for money's sake, maybe you're just micro focusing. I'll never tell you you're doing the wrong thing because who knows what you're doing for yourself. But if you just want to be Scrooge McDuck and swim in, in gold and, and, which would hurt, by the way, but swim in gold in a big vault, more power to you. I, fine. I, I don't know what kind of life you'll have, but that's that's when I see that, it's no life for me. I would take that vault and I would go and spread my word, man. I would, would talk and help people out. And you know, this year, Success Reeks was able to take Mike and Billy to the conference and change their life. You know, they both took stuff away from it. And and 
because that was a taste of freedom, right? To be able to walk into something like that and not worry about, man, I'm on this budget and can I afford, how, yeah, let me pick and choose my meals or let me, no, 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 no worries, no freedom. I mean, no freedom, <laughs> no woman, no cry. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, having freedom is no worries to be able just to go in, all right, I'm here. I got here uh, because somebody helped me get here and it's all cool. And when I'm ready to eat, they're going to take care of that. So now all I have to do, what can I learn? What am I going to experience? And it's such a different level of doing something. And my wife and I do that even now. I mean, you, okay, let's get, let's get, let's get hard here. Let's get tough here. I live in a rented house in a rundown neighborhood. And I'm actually, I'm fortunate and grateful for the house I have. It fits my needs perfectly for right now in this part of life. But it's definitely not what I would have chosen to be in. I filed my taxes on $22,000 last year. That's that's borderline broke. I got six kids, or four kids, six people in the house, four kids. I do get government assistance because it helps. Does that take away from the Rock Out of Podcasting? No, that is the fucking freedom that I have right now. Because it is life, and I could choose to sit here and go, I'm broke, and I can't, and uh, and shut everything down, and... God damn it, who wants that kind of life? Who wants that life? Who wants to be miserable just because you don't have the money the world says you should have to be different? You know, there was a, I felt hypocritical when I called myself a success freak and there's principles there that I'm not going to go into here now. I just don't have the time. I'm not even sure I understand all the lessons, but I felt hypocritical then. What I can tell you is a rock out of podcasting now is you fucking do what you got to do to be where you want to be. And who gives a shit how you have to do it? Live free. That's what living free. Stigma. Fuck your stigma, man. <laughs> fuck, fuck your judgment. You, only you are in that negative space. Now, do I go around going, no, I got food stamps? No. I, this, because it's stupid. I don't, I don't define myself. That's the other key of living free. I define myself by who I am. Not by what I do. Not by those situations that surround me. I it, I could easily just be miserable in, in a neighborhood. I mean, it's 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 not a nice neighborhood. I mean, it's a place if, if somebody's like, oh, we want to do a documentary rock out of podcasting, we'd really have to talk this one out because I'd not necessarily want the world to see what I see visually. I'd rather you understand who I am personally. And I want you to hear that part of it. This is what started me on a full path of freedom understanding what you do is not who you are but understanding who you are will change everything that you do and man i am a person who takes his family seriously and if i can't bring in enough money to put food on the table busting my ass doing everything i can to do that by all means i will take any help i can to make that happen because it gives us breathing room it gives us space my, I grew up broke, man. I grew up, we literally ate beans and rice. And I just remember that that poor ass mentality and my mom being upset. And my dad probably, he didn't show a lot of emotions, but probably just feeling like less of a man. Because that's how I'd feel in that situation. So I'm guessing he felt like less of a man because he, he, he was doing God's calling. Well, God's calling pays dick if you didn't know that. God's calling as a preacher, which he was good at, and he changed a lot of lives, and he's one of the few people with all the differences that he and I have in the world, I can sit down and hear him speak, 
And I believe he believes everything he says. And we only have minor, we have some differences of belief, but not enough to drive that wedge. Not enough to go, you don't get it. You know, he gets what he can get at the time. But it paid. I remember when I was starting my careers, because I started a couple different ones, but I was in my early 20s. It's before I met Aaron. I was, I was, I'm not even sure where I was in life, but I remember asking him, I was like, hey, how much do you make a year? And this is, I mean, this is, he started preaching. My earliest memory was that he's in seminary, right? Our, his first associate pastorship was when I was five years old. He just retired last year after doing 22 years at a single church. And we talked about that on successful or this, the, yeah, this past year. Um, so I mean, for mo- all my life he's he's been doing this right, and in, in a career, the more you move, the more you do it, the more you get paid. Uh uh-uh. uh, this is this is in his final church, and he was making less than thirty grand a year after doing this for fifteen some odd. I don't know, yeah, about fifteen some odd years. If I was around twenty, and I was like, what the hell, man? But that's been our life, and then you know, at that point, we were we were living okay and uh, and, and doing okay, but things were still tight. We grew up poor. And other people thought they grew up poor. But here's what I realize now is I'm making probably the same amount of money that my parents made for a long time. And there's inflation. There's everything else. And like I said, I get some assistance by all means. But I look at my kids' lives and they want for nothing. My wife and I, we want for nothing. Would I like to do more in this world? Hell yeah. Because the more money I have, the more people I can help. The more Mike Woodards I can put on my payroll to do some awesome shit. The more people I can go, hey, you know, you're hungry. Let me help you. Hey, you're doing something I believe in. Let me write you a check to keep doing that for the next year. That kind of thing. You know, I love giving out Christmas presents to people or birthday presents or just presents in general because it it typically is something that maybe they can't even do for themselves or it's just a paradigm shifter. It's just a freedom giver. We do that. We do that now. 20000 a year, we do that now. And I look around going, we planned for Christmas. And, man, it came and it happened. It happened perfectly. My kids have the electronics they want to have. My wife is so good with money that when we got our tax refund, she's still – and we got we do our taxes early. So you're talking about late February. We got our tax refund. She's still – living off of that money, taking the kids to camp. All the camps were paid for. We got some scholarships for some of it. We got some help from families, some of it. And my wife paid for some of it, but she budgeted it all out. They're having, they haven't been home all summer for, for more than a day. I mean, she's finding free stuff to do and some paid stuff. And every time she turns around and there's some kid's birthday party, she has some money to go buy them a present. You know, we, we, I turned, I just went to a conference and, and it was, we're good and taken care of. That's living free. That's living your reality. And my reality is freedom. If I were to decrease my income, you know what would happen? More income would come. And that's, that was a, that was such a hard lesson to learn. That was such a hard lesson to learn because I've learned that. Happiness for my wife, security for my wife is a steady income. And the universe has chosen to teach her something different because God knows I would love to fucking give her a steady income, a check that comes in every month or just a. here's where a lot of money would come in for me. And you can define a lot of money in different ways. I mean, I, I want millions of dollars, one, to live happy, but to be able to travel the world 
for vacation, but also to travel to conferences and teach people what I know and open their minds to see this kind of thing and to share the words that I have to share, to go do things and help others be awesome and do amazing entertaining level things as well. You know, put on shows. God, I just heard Kevin Smith talk about how he started with Smodcast, his podcast. And I've respected him for a very long time. I've loved him for a very long time. But to hear stories I hadn't heard before about I didn't realize when he started the theater, he bought the theater. And for some people, they go, eh, look at you. You just got, you got movie money and TV money and you can buy a theater. Fuck you, assholes. You missed the point. He bought the theater, not be, not just because he's money. But he's not showing off. He bought it because he had the freedom to do the format he wanted to do that nobody else would let him create in. So he bought a little theater, and he puts the shows on, and people were coming, and they enjoyed the shows. Had it not had people not come and not worked out, he would have sold the theater. Like, All right, yeah, that was a cool idea. But he had the freedom to try his idea, and it worked, and it grew into other stuff. And that's what I'm talking about. And when I heard that story of, of that, I was like, that's exactly what I'm talking about is living free to create living, living free to create, man, my, Kevin Woodard's done. I'm Kevin Woodard, <laughs> Mike Smith and Kevin Woodard. Uh, Kevin Smith has had so many great things for podcasting. So, so many great things for expressing yourself and, and the message and, his message is, is everybody should be able to express themselves however they want. My message is I'm not entirely sure, but part of it is come be like me. This is why I do this show, The Rock Guy of Podcasting, and why I just put myself in as such a most imp- the most important person on the show. Because why wouldn't you want to come be like me, man? Come live free in the world that you live in. Fucking come live free. Be the rock god of your world. Be the person that that man. I have bad days. I have horrible day sometimes i yell and i scream especially when i get tired and and the little things will get me when 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 i'm playing yoshi's woolly world on the wii u with my wife right and and these little damn shy guys are getting my way and i will lose my shit over that game (laughs) it's a dumb little game i mean literally has nothing to me i could walk away from it and it's fine i play it because she enjoys it and it's fun don't get me wrong and I love helping her conquer things, and she, we're we're a team, and it's fun. But man, I, and she's like, I don't want you to be angry. Why should we stop playing? I just want you to have some fun. I'm like, but that's how I play those games. Is I will call those little guys names until I overcome. And, and it's the thing. <laughs> it's the thing. So I have my bad days, but what I do is not who I am, man. I understand who I am. I am the rock God of podcasting. And until I embraced that, man, I had, there was still a level of freedom that I was missing out on. And I love where my family is. I mean, my wife and I, at first we had to find reasons to be happy about our situation. We, we lost our house. And for her, that was a huge deal for me. It was a huge deal because it's a huge deal to her. things are just things to me and I I get that and I understood I mean I do don't get me wrong I'm a little sad it's the house that all four of my children were born in it's the house that we built my wife and I together literally I mean not with our own hands well some of our own hands we painted certain rooms or what sounds I ran the internet network before the house was finished in there but we commissioned it to be built we said no we want this instead of that and change this and we put ourselves in this home and so losing that was huge but it put us where we needed to be. But at first, we had to find reasons to be happy. Now we're just going, oh, we're breathing. 
We're breathing. We're not worrying about that next piece of income. And to tie up a story I started to tell, we had to learn the hard way that income comes. And we 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 can being self-aware helps. Paying attention to what you've been through, good and bad, and how good things have happened. And maybe that's podcasting sometimes can be a journal of just recording it so you can go back and look at it. Write an actual journal, blog about it, or have it in your memory that you can look back and go, Oh, I actually I actually did that. Look at that. Whatever you do, be self-aware because that's the only way to grow. And we do that. And when we hit a spot where I'm like, I, I don't know exactly where our income's gonna go. I know I have these gigs, I have certain things coming, but you know what? Things will come. You know how I know? And she and we're, she was having a tough moment. She was, hell. So because they always have. Let's look at, back at X, then Y, and then Z. And each of those hard times, something new came that we never saw coming. That's all I can hold on to. Because I've got nothing in the future. The future is unfucking known man. It is the craziest shade of gray at that moment ever. What I can hold on to is the life raft of, but I did it here. We No, not I. We did it here. We did it here, and we did it here. As long as we're together, we will keep doing it. That's all I can tell you. As she held on for dear life to that life raft of a thought as well, and it got us through because then another thing came that we didn't see coming, and another thing came. And now I feel like I'm living three steps closer to my dream. I may have said it on this show. I may have said it somewhere else, but we'll say it again here. The show Entourage. I love that show for many different reasons. I love the characters. I love the stories. I mean, I love the whole idea of trying to get into the acting world and the ups and downs that go with it. And it's just fun. Hug it out, bitches. I love Jeremy Piven, man. I love that stuff. But the biggest thing, I, God damn it, people. Maybe this is my message. Maybe this is why I need to go talk because people don't see shows like I see it. You can learn from everything. You can learn from everything. And I see that show and I see the main character. Sit there and he works his ass off when he's acting. And he has his ups and downs. He works hard on his acting and then when he's off man it's playtime and he doesn't have to worry about money he has an accountant and now yeah he makes some dumb decisions or some ups and downs the accountant says you better get a job you run out of money you know but he has the the freedom and i was like man i want that i want when i work to be man i work great and i work hard and i want my downtime to be i'm making money sitting here hanging out with my family or playing my video games or doing whatever you know, yelling at my neighbor for being an asshole. I'm still making money at it. That's freedom. And I'm three steps closer to that right now in my life. Because at night, I host trivia and karaoke and bingo. And I work a gig almost every night of the week. And it's fun because I'm putting on that live show. And I'm learning things about what I want to do that I would not normally get the opportunity to learn. About how I keep going when I have a cold crowd. How I keep going when some jokes hit and some jokes don't. How I keep going when somebody wants to out-talk me and how I handle that personally or, or you know, well. And so I'm learning all these lessons and putting on the show every night and every day. I can work on something podcasting. I can be creating. I can help my wife in this time of need that we didn't see coming necessarily with her family and stuff that she has to do and she needs me for to help take care of the kids. All that is working so well right now. And it's a level of freedom, man. And that's, I want to wrap it up. I have so much more to say on that, but I will wrap it up here is two things to say about that is in, in the past, my wife has actually asked me to stop doing so many shows and it's become kind of a, a hard rigid thing for a time. Tuesdays became show day. I did two shows on Tuesdays and then the rest of the week I wouldn't do any podcasting stuff. 
And as things grew, I started to talk to her about it. And she was, okay, we'll try this. Now, literally now, because of the world I live in, the life I live, and the freedom I have in this poor-ass economic situation I'm in, the massive freedom I have, man. I'm like, hey, today I got a show. I'll be gone for like an hour. Okay. Hey, tonight I'm leaving at 6. And I'll be back. Tuesdays. Hey, I'm going to go down and do rock out a podcasting with Mike. And then, you know, I'll have some time in the afternoon. And then I'm going to do from the helicarrier. And then I'll walk out the door and go to trivia. And I'll see you tonight. All right, cool. Because our life has gotten to be where she knows that I'm here for her. And she knows when I leave at night, I only work two or three hours at a time. Now, on the weekends, you, you know, I'm gone almost all night you know that's a whole different story but but she she gets to see me before and after and i get time in the day and there's days of the week that i just don't really do much other than hang out with her and how do i and anytime she's asked me hey wednesday we've got such and such coming up i need you it's on my calendar and it has given such a level of freedom that i never would have saw coming that i do i don't know how many different shows i work on podcasting most every day of the week now and that's freedom now the last thing i want to say is going back to the happiness and why i talked about bad days and i was talking with a friend of mine and i'm like i can tell you man i've gone through exactly what you're going through with your family and with your career choices and and it's it's tough and i can't give you the answer where you're going to go but what i can tell you is it gets better it does get better and I know you're frustrated and we're talking about that. And he said, he goes, you know, well, you know, I've been more frustrated than him now. I'm a little frustrated. I said, no, I know. I said, but the question you have to ask where you are right now, are you frustrated enough to do something about it? Are you more or less frustrated than your friends? Are you more or less frustrated? That's kind of being silly. He goes, well, I know one thing. I hate being around you sometimes. <laughs> well, I don't know if he said that because I'm never happier than you are. And I laughed and was like, the truth of the matter is I am happy. It used to be that I'm angry. It used to be that I'm carrying a lot of stuff on me. But the truth of the matter is, even though, yeah, you know, humanly, I have bad days. And he's actually seen me kind of react neg negatively to some things because I am that warrior. I'm the guy in the movies, The Rundown, The Rock in The Rundown, uh, Quigley and Quigley Down Under. I hate doing such and such. The Rock was, I hate using guns. Quigley's was, uh, I don't like pistols, I think it was. And the whole thing, you know, movies going, movies going. And then they get challenged at the end. And then they whoop ass. And they're like, I said I didn't like it. I never said I wasn't good at it. You know, you know, the rock was like, no, I'm great with guns. I just hate them. I'd rather, you know, knock somebody out quickly, quick drew the hell out of that bad guy. I can't even remember the bad guy's name because his thing was, you know, I like rifles. I never said I was bad with a pistol. And that's my thing too is, is yeah, I have bad days. And when the time comes and you need somebody to stand strong and firm out of anger or whatever, or handle a situation, I'm your huckleberry. Because I can, I have no problems stepping up and putting myself in front of everybody else and say, "Go fuck yourself." We're gonna deal this, deal with this right here now. You're gonna stop. But everybody knows I'm the happy guy, and that's who I am because of the life I have and the freedom I live. And I could talk so much more about living free. But my wife, my wife said sometimes she doesn't even understand. She says I'm blunt, but my bluntness comes into play. And she she still worries about whether people think sometimes. I just don't give a damn about what other people think for the most part. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Who cares? And it still kind of pushes her out of her comfort zone some. And I would talk about the bluntness, but I got to wrap up. I need to be respectful of time. So, man, if there's one thing I can leave you with is whatever it is that tells you you can't, oh, that, that wouldn't be right. That wouldn't be good. Mine was absolutely when to use certain language that's considered bad or foul. And then I watched Kevin Smith this week stand on the stage 
and own the crowd. And he said things I would never say. And there's some things I thought were a bit of a crutch. And I've learned to trust my instincts on when the time is right to say what I think and when the time is right to express it in a different way. And here on Rock God Podcasting, I think I loaded, I think I started the show with saying BS and it ended the show with is fuck you and your your judgment, you know. Um, whatever it is that keeps you from your freedom, deal with that. Find it one step at a time. I did all this tiny, 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 tiny steps in understanding who I was and finding out more of who I am. And that's what you ask, who am I? Not, not what do you do? You wash the dishes. You go to work. You do whatever you do. That's not who you are. When, but once you start tapping in, who am I? And you start answering that question and tapping into it, you'll get smaller steps of freedom over and over again. And understand and seeking freedom You'll get people who want to put you back in chains. And understand, seeking freedom, you'll get teachers who teach you what freedom really means that you don't see coming and you're going to hate for a little while and you don't understand it. But as you accept, just hold on to where you want to be, you want to be free, then understand that eventually you'll get there. That's it. I'm Rock God of Podcasting. Follow me on Facebook.com forward slash Rock God of Podcasting. Twitter's at... Rock out of pod, and uh, you know you can go to charlesmcfall.com and leave a speak pipe message. We'd like to have your questions for the show, so record your questions there. Charlesmcfall.com. There's a speak pipe. Go ahead and do that, or bearcrawling at gmail.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.